0: Hello and welcome to episode 63 of Existential. And today we talk about how to improve cognition and memory. But before I dive in, I do want to give a brief thanks to our sponsor. Once again, if you do want to skip over the ad guys, please feel free to skip around 45 seconds and I'll see you in the episode. Alright, today we talk about why we forget. Why we identify with such a forgetful state of mind. You know, the, the problem here is that many of us identify with a super, super forgetful like, dull state of mind in terms of the fact that we can't, a lot of us can't remember, especially our youth, cannot just can't remember a lot of things. Free can't remember experiences, can't hold on to experiences. There is, I mean, this is not just me talking from experience again, this is just me reflecting on my surroundings. In that, like, I have friends who cannot recall events, not because of any underlying medical issue, just because, just because of literally the reasons we're going to talk about. It's just, you know, a lot of us have have this problem where we can't actually visualize the last week, like today's Sunday or Monday. Today's Monday, Monday night. Now, between Monday night and Monday and last Monday, can you remember everything vividly? Most people can You know, of course, you got your you've you've got your your staple memories, which is literally a keyword we're going to talk about later, but. A lot of us can't have that full picture. We cannot visualize that entire painting, right? A lot of us have this painting of what we want to look like from Monday, from last Monday to this Monday. But that painting is a very, has just a lot of dullness to it. It has a lot, a lot of dullness, right? And and a lot of times, just the recognition of the fact that we can't, we can't remember a lot of memories. We can't, we don't have that picture, makes makes me sad at least right it makes me sad at times and it almost because it it removes a sense of myself right the integrity of a lot of my identity is lost right who are you without your memories right how can you live in a defined way when you don't remember what defined you right that's really the entire idea because again citing our clay example that we that we always use so for new listeners, we use uh, I use I like to use a clay example a lot on the show. So a clay example, the clay example I like using is imagine a clay ball. Now this perfectly round clay ball is how you are as a baby, and as you grow up, so it forces around you hack away at this clay ball until you become what you are, right? So how how does that kind of relate? Here is that how can you be defined? How can you live in a defined way if you don't remember what defined you, right? So, yes, you can have, you know, a million years of forces defining the clay ball, but if you don't remember, right, if you don't have memories to dictate how that ball was carved, how that ball was imprinted, then, you know, it's almost those memories, I would not say useless, you know, obviously because interactions affect other people, but, you know, it's, it's very, it's very frightening almost because you kind of lose a sense of reality, you know. Your stability, a lot of your footing is based on your previous learned behaviors and your learned memories and everything. It's just, it it becomes a very frightening thing when we can't remember, you know, just the basic past week, let alone a month, right? It just, we feel this very hazy, hazy picture. So today, we are going to discuss that. And I wanted to take an approach, I'm almost kind of locked in an approach because, you know, obviously I'm not in any sort of medical or health professional uh, you know, psychologist or anything like that, and I'm in, in the position to give you any sort of advice um, medically. That said, I honestly don't even think this is a medical problem. I think that there is a perfectly strong and integral reason that a lot of us forget. And, you know, it, this is just one of the examples where we have to stop attributing a lot of the problems we have to illnesses mental illnesses, physical illnesses, and start exploring under underlying cases. For example, I had an old therapist who uh, I would always, he's a narrative therapist, a brilliant, brilliant, brilliant individual. Very, he's just, he's very wise, you know, very wise. He, he, he's a master of his practice, right? When they say master of his trade, you know, th- this is who they're talking about. Anyway, so he write, he has a book called uh, Narrative Therapy in Wonderland. And he talks about his dialogues with, I'll be at least under an alias, but he talks about his dialogues with other patients. And in those dialogues, he actually tells them, he's reviewing the dialogue. He talks, he's like, okay, tell me what's going on. The patient says what's going on. And then he kind of goes in the book and explains after, either I could have investigated, maybe there's something else here that we can talk about. Or I can just slap on, as a psychologist, I can just slap on a a, a few med- some medical nomenclature and give her some medication and send her off on her way. I would have made more money. Uh, I, my time would have been short. I would have had time to make more money with another patient and, you know, call it a day. Right. But the thing is, he didn't. Right. The thing is, he actually took the time to. Say maybe to investigate, right? He's gotta ascertain that there is there is something more to the issue, right? Because yes, you have to call a spade a spade, but what if a spade isn't a spade? Right? So he has the skill to be able to to underhandedly figure out how if, if it's you know just something we have to just medically diagnose, oh well, that's it, it's medicals, you know, that's it, that's kind of the end of the road, dead end. Or do we kind of look into it with a you know with a different approach with a different lens and see what's going on. So I think this why we forget, right? My two answers are are great examples of how we should stop kind of slapping on medical terms for why we forget. Obviously, you know, there are and it's you know, it's a pretty big problem. You know, it's just human aging, but you know, for a lot of our youth, right, we have to stop slapping medical terms and and I kind of kind of take the work and investigate. So so I guess th- these are my two answers that it hopefully can offer that paradigm. So, I think this is a two, there should be a two-fold response to why we forget, why we're so forgetful, why that dullness, that faintness in that picture exists. So number one, in our worlds today, there is too much to juggle. If you're young or if you're old, one constant remains. We have too much to juggle. We have too much, we literally have too much to juggle, to juggle. When we have too much to juggle, you can, one, one can no longer focus on one object. Right? So now, let's say you're not a juggler. Everyone can throw up a ball in the air and catch it. Throw up a ball and catch it. That same ball. All your attention is being focused on the one ball. Now, in 2020, in America, or really national, worldwide, right, globally, there is a there, there have never been this many inputs in human history. There have never been this many inputs in our head. So many forces trying to hack away at our at that ball. Right, there has never been so much commotion. Right, commotion in our head, stress, distress comes from, comes from a lot of inputs in our head. Right, a lot of forces trying to mold that clay ball to make us to change us, and then right, that's that's normal. I mean, that's just it's not normal. It's a lot. Right. That's a lot of commotion. But real commotion comes when we try to resist that. When you see an advertisement, then you have to respond. Oh, no, I don't want to buy that. Right. You see this. You see this idea. No, it's not for me. You have to you have an urge to eat something. Oh, I know I'm on a diet. Right. So it's the response coupled with the desire and everything that just makes it so it just makes so much stress in our heads. Right. So that's what I kind of mean by inputs is is all the commotion. Right. So now everyone has their 100 percent of attention. Now instead of focusing uh, focusing it on you know three balls, let's say it's uh, religion, uh, family, and uh, God, right? Three arbitrary ideas, not not too arbitrary actually, but three uh, and relationships, right? So let's say let's say you have these these three different elements you're trying to juggle. Three three you know you can learn to do that pretty well. Now you have, but you know, who's like that these days, right? Who's like that with the, with the options, with, with the way, like a basic, basic lifestyle demands so much of us. So you have so many inputs, right? 100% of your attention needs to be split up, not to three different elements, but to, you know, hundreds of different elements. So now instead of having 100% on 100%, or 33.3% on each different element, now your attention is split into millions of different things every single day, right? And, you know, you have to almost approach each one, right? You see an advertisement, you have to respond to it, put it into context, your brain has to process it. There are so many inputs your brain has to process, it's ridiculous, right? So there's too much to juggle, right? When you only have one object to juggle, you can force all your attention on it, but when you have you know this menu you have so much going on in your head so many inputs it's difficult right it's difficult to remember all of them right it's difficult to be to be mindful remember every single thing right so your brain not only that your brain has to prioritize everything right so i mean this is not just oh i see i see an advertisement that's an input i mean you have to see an advertisement your brain processes it you, you, there's a whole myriad of different procedures your brain has to go through. Your you know, their sight, there it engages all your senses. I mean like the list is the list is virtually endless. And like, you know, of course I'm not in I don't I don't study I'm not, you know, studying that field. But I you know, it it's it's just common knowledge that it's it, you know, it it there's a whole whole procedure. There's a massive procedure to for your brain to register things, right? And that's just When when there's so much to juggle, you can't be mindful of every single element. You start dropping, right? That's where the dullness comes in, right? When you're trying to juggle 20 things and you can't, right? Your brain cannot focus on so many things. Your brain kind of just, I guess, taps out, and we don't have we that. That's where that dullness comes in, right? Because there's nothing, because we can't focus on it, right? Point ten percent of i mean 0.10% of of your attention focused on on an advertisement right that's like that's ridiculous i mean you, your brain can't focus on those kinds of things right it's it's just so much going on we have too much to juggle that's my first answer right so why we forget is simply because we have too much we have too much to remember why we forget we have too much to remember that's that's answer number 1 see medical free nomenclature no, no no, doctor terms, no nothing. Just a, a social and philosophical answer to a truly social and philosophical problem. So why do we forget? Is we have too much to remember. Here's answer number two. And this is a really interesting answer. So, so listen in for this one. I believe why we forget is because we don't live in the present moment. Living in the present moment is a gift, right? And it's also... The, the term present moment or live in the present present moment yolo you only live once right all that type of stuff has just been cheapened to a, a kind of a, a mere social media handle right it's just a, a hashtag a, it's just one of the things that are just in our language that are kind of tossed around you know like we spoke we spoke uh, last episode or i believe it was a couple episodes ago when we said uh we we did a podcast we did a show on um on a, on a specific phrase where we just kind of argued. The, we analyzed. Yeah, I was weighing out the options, and we we analyzed the lingual weight of it and how deep the the phrase actually goes. Right, like that's a really deep phrase weighing out the options. Right, we spoke about balance. We spoke about several different elements about it, and it's just a really interesting phrase. So again, live in the present, or you know, being zen. Right, all these different ideas that are so deep and meaningful and important and integral to all our lives are just kind of tossed about in in our vocabulary. You know, we don't, but the truth is we don't understand, a lot of us don't live in the present moment because we don't understand what it means, right? You can't give a two-year-old money and expect him not to, you know, rip it up because he doesn't understand what it means, right? That's the same thing. You know, we can't ask people to live in the present moment if they don't understand what it is. Right, you're asking a stranger, you know, about rocket science. Right, you can't demand something like that. It's just so simple. We can't ask people to do it, right? And so, we don't live in the present moment, right? At present moment. Just to kind of briefly summarize a colossal topic, right? A mountain of a topic, and nothing we nothing else matters means cutting ties from the future cutting ties from the past and living in the moment right kind of being flush with the moment but being you know sporadic being you know funny uh, fun whimsical just out there just give up right kind of surrender yourself to the moment enjoy right and a lot of times like i'll i'll bump into i'll bump into moments in my life where i'll be like oh wow this is not a present moment that i want to live in right like i'll be i'll just be going around the city and i'll just it's just boring points in my life where it's just, I don't live in this present moment. You know, so as Denzel Washington brilliantly said, you know, if you pray for rain, you have to deal with the mud. So, you know, every the present moment, long story short, right? It's a trade-off, but we don't live in the present moment enough, right? So we ask, how is this nothing else matters moments? How is this present idea of living in the present moment related in any way to memory? So when we don't live in the present moment, it it uh, proposes a really interesting predicament. If you don't live in the present moment, how are you supposed to remember a moment you weren't living in? Right? So if I'm not living in the now, if I'm not living today, in this second, how am I supposed to remember the time I was living in? Right? How can I remember a moment I was not living in? Right? How can you remind yourself of a memory you're not mindful of? Right? Mind. You can't, Right when you remind yourself, like even look at the etymology, right? The word remind, re, mind. You are like re, like repeating or redo, redo, redo. Right when you remind yourself, you're rem- you're making it, you're like being mindful of it again. You're reminding yourself of a memory you're not mindful of, like mind. Right? You're reminding yourself. But in order to remind yourself, there needs to be something to remind yourself of. I mean, it's, it's like very simple logic, right? So when we're not living in the present moment, if you are not living in the moment last Monday, if you are not living last in last Monday, how are you supposed to remember last Monday? Right? And that's one of the, the most plaguing, like what we don't live in the present moment, right? So when it's such a common phrase, it's ironically, especially, especially in America, you know, there is this really crazy idea not too crazy actually makes complete sense there's this really uh funny ironic notion that like oh time flies or time passes so fast look how fast look how you know look how fast time flies and hey guess what that's true time does fly time flies when you're not paying attention to it right um same thing why like in class when you're kind of sitting down there and you know you're looking at the time you're being mindful of the time oh you know, the bell is not ringing yet. Now, you don't look at the time at all. Passes by in a snap. So, same idea in the bigger picture, right? When we don't live in that present moment, how are you supposed to remember it? If you're being mindful of the time, you're being mindful of the now, you're going to live in the now. You're being, if you're not mindful of the now, hey, time passes in a snap, right? So, big picture, oh, where did the time go? And small picture, like, hey, I don't remember last Monday. Because so, you weren't living in the last Monday, right? So, because we're not living in the moment, we can't remember the moment. And this, my friends, this is where mindfulness comes in, right? This is, you always hear the power of mindfulness. You always hear, this is also another word that's tossed around uh, mindlessly. Uh, ironic, Mindlessly, ironic, you know, quite ironic there. But, you know, this is where mindfulness really finds its footing. When you become mindful of something, when you pay attention to it, You mentally staple it or pin it. That's a key point. When you become mindful of something, when you become, when you are mindful, I'm putting, I am now, you you can even verbalize it. It's so easy. I am now going to eat. I'm now going to take a walk. I'm now going to put on my clothes, right? When you become mindful of something, you give it value because putting your attention on something gives it value, right? So, so, I'm giving it value, and in turn, you kind of mentally staple it, right? So imagine a, a board, right, like, like a detective board. You know, classically in the movies, it's, uh, it has a bunch of pictures, a bunch of evidence, pictures of evidence, and it has that red string going all over the place, and that's really what we're talking about. So every time you're mindful of something, you mentally staple You put a pushpin on that photo, and literally like in the movies that is literally what that is what pictures are on there those are pictures that matter those are pictures that are they the cops are mindful for so they put those pictures up right so literally that's where mindfulness is right it's putting i'm putting attention to this picture over this picture you mentally prioritize something when you're mindful of it so when you're mindful of eating you mentally staple it and now it's now it's now you kind of self-prioritized it. So instead of surrendering surrendering yourself and le- letting your mind kind of just mindlessly, just go about your day, don't even focus on eating, ah, whatever, eating, okay, I'm eating, okay, I'm walking, it's boring, whatever, right? Instead of taking that approach, we should take more of a, I guess a mindful approach, obviously, and say, okay, I'm eating, right? You Now, every time you, you recognize it, I am now putting a pushpin on that photo. So, you're putting that post-it, and now you're putting a, a pushpin. When you have a lot of post-its, when you're mindful of everything you do, hey, it's Monday, it's 9 a.m., and I'm now eating my breakfast. When you have a lot of post hey, that's a post-it. You just made a post-it. You go, I'm going for a walk. You're looking at the trees. Wow, these are some beautiful trees. You're walking your dog. Oh, wow. Okay, you're looking at a bunch of cars. Look how the people are walking. Look how many people there are what a beautiful day. Look how the sun meets the clouds, right? You start, when you start being mindful of the day, you start pinning all these different post-its. You start painting a picture. Now, when you have a lot of post-its, remember that picture we we're talking about earlier? That that picture, that big picture, that's dull, that has that's very faint and ha- it's very hazy. We don't remember last Monday this is the answer when you have a lot of post-its up you begin to create that picture you begin to have a better more defined picture again defined picture cuz you're mindful of what defines you right this is honestly the brilliance of you know of, of saying grace or or saying a blessing before eating you know jewish people say a uh, a bracha or a, a blessing before we eat uh you know, Christians say grace, uh, you know, before eating. Um, you know, everyone kind of has their rituals. And, you know, we think, oh, it's just one of those tedious tasks. Uh, you know, whatever. Well, we've got to say grace before we eat, you know, oh crap. Right? So it's just it's this really boring element. But it's more than that, right? It's more than praise. Like a lot of religion, it's actually it has a reciprocal effect. When we when I say a blessing on my food, right, if I say grace on my food, if I if I talk about my food before I eat the food, what am I doing? I'm putting mindfulness on. I'm becoming mindful of the fact that I'm eating. So instead of kind of making my mindlessly making myself eggs, putting it on a plate, and then start scarfing it down like an animal, I kind of sit there, compose myself, take a deep breath, say a blessing, which kind of forces, implicitly forces me to become mindful of what I'm doing, okay, I'm saying a blessing, then you kind of eat, right? Then you can get into eating. But beforehand, you got to say the blessing because the blessing really puts you in that state of mind of mindfulness, right? So again, the fact that there's too much to juggle is a real, real problem, right? Turn off your phone, Sure. I'm just going to say it right out loud. Turn off your phone. Is it viable? No. But, you, you know, calm down on the social media. There are many elements that you can take, but our world today is just built for inputs, right? We're, again, we're like beings built for economy, right? Our short attention span, all these different things, we're just built for economy. We're built, we're building ourselves slowly for, for, really for, for the ability to juggle so much, right? We're, we're slowly training ourselves to, to be able to juggle 20 elements, right? But a lot of us aren't there, right? A lot of us don't have that, that natural multitasking skill, right? So again, that's, that's really a lot of the problem. And number two, we don't live in the present. That's, again, that's a real, real, real fixer, right? Again, when you're living in the present, like a lot of things, a lot of us think, oh, our mind has limits. Oh, we can't handle it. We- our mind is way, just like our body, is way more tolerant than we think it is, right? We don't give our minds, our actual biology, enough credit a lot of times, right? We're we're very weak and uh, just as, as creatures, we're very weak and we're very uh, scrawny. Just, to, just if you kind of look at us, but we're also very strong, right? It's almost the way God looks at us and the way we kind of look at ourselves. Uh, and, you know, that's just, again, that's just people, right? We, we're we able to actually remember a lot of things, right? You think, oh, you know, now I'm being mindful. Now I've got to give them all my energy. I have to start juggling 20 things. Well, hey, if you start living in the present moment, you're able to remember and juggle all those 20 things. It's just being mindful of all 20, right? It's living in the present. Living in the present is kind of not being too, you anal- can be analytical, right? But there's no strain on it. You just kind of cut all the ties around it. You start living in the present. Living in, this, living in the present allows you to put mindfulness, to practice mindfulness on certain ideas and certain parts of life. Every element, every activity of life. Following that, only then are you able to start kind of pinning memories, and when you pin memories, that's when you remember things, right? And you'll notice that you'll have a much more security of life, Uh, security of life, and, and overall, and overall, you'll, you'll be a little more, you'll be a little happier, and if not a little bit more stable in the way, in the way that you remember yourself, because going back, you know, how are you supposed to live a defined life, or be a defined you when you don't remember what defined you. Well, this is really the solution, right? You almost you have your memories to fall back on. If you forget who you are, or a lot of us have a lot of these points in our life where we just forget who we are. We're faced with challenges. We're faced with different scenarios. We're faced with we're faced with really life, and how are we supposed to? you know how are you supposed to deal with that right you don't have to always live in the present you always you know sometimes you just have to pull out the history books and kind of look at your own history and say hey this is what I did here and we we'll repeat it so this kind of gives you the opportunity to to remember your ethics much quicker to remember things right that's and that all depends on the degree of your your mindfulness and and with that we are going to close to conclude thank you so thank you i can i can't thank you guys enough for for the amount of the, the the listeners the support the just everything about it um, I'm I'm nearing a milestone and I will find a way to celebrate that but you know as, as always I'm I'm I am trying to work so hard to to grow this podcast and and I, I ask that you guys please please share it. Please share the podcast if you if only if you enjoyed it, if you enjoyed it and you really got something out of it, which, you know, if you stayed this long, I'm I'm sure at least I gave you something. So I I really hope or at least for that. So if I did, please, please share it with I mean, anybody share with five people, 10 people that that would be I mean, that would would really be a lot. You know, I I really am to make to bring this podcast to to great lengths and I I don't intend on stopping uh, anytime soon. So, again, thank you so, so, so much. Uh, all right. So, for questions, comments, episode suggestions, or hellos, please feel free to contact me at podcast.existential at gmail.com. Once again, that's podcast.existential at gmail.com. Thank you so, so much for listening. Our support helps. Be sure to share this podcast with all your friends and family, and be sure to tune in daily for new episodes of Existential.